Welcome to Israel and You, bringing Israel and the Jewish people into focus. Our host is Aaron David Free, president of Israel Team Advocates International. Aaron is an author, speaker, Bible teacher, and an advocate for Israel and the Jewish people on college campuses nationwide. This is Israel and You. Hey, welcome to Israel and You, and we've got a great program lined up for you today. It's our wonderful privilege to have on the program today Dexter Van Zyl. Dexter is the managing editor of Focus on Western Islamism at the Middle East Forum. He served for many years for the Committee of Accuracy in Middle East Reporting and Analysis, where he dove into the rise of Christian anti-Semitism across the world. And so Dexter is a good friend. He's been on the program many times. He's uh, contributed a chapter to Israel Team's book, The Casualty of Contempt, The Rise of Anti-Semitism and What Can Be Done to Stop It. So Dexter, welcome to Israel and You. So Dexter, you're from, you're from Boston. You've got a great accent. And we've been friends for a long time. It was in fact you that, that got me into this. I started reading your articles probably 15 years ago about the rise of anti-Semitism within progressive evangelicalism. And a couple weeks ago, uh, we talked and you said there's this conference coming up. Uh, it was Memorial Day weekend and it was in Baltimore and it was a Islamist conference. And the strange thing was there were progressive evangelicals that were on the platform with radical Islamicists. And so you wrote an article about it. I wrote an article about it. And uh, your article was published in uh, the Middle East Forum, uh, the focus on Western Islamism. And uh, my article was published in um, the Times of Israel. So we both sort of tackled this issue together, and, and I just want to you know, get your take on, on what happened at that conference. What was it all about? The conference that took place over Memorial Day weekend in Baltimore was organized by uh, two Islamist organizations here in the United States, the Islamic Circle of North America, otherwise known as ICNA, and another one called the Muslim American Society, uh, which we MAS. And both of these organizations have their respective roots, either uh, in the uh, Islamist movement in the Middle East or in South Asia. And if you go to the website for the uh, Muslim American Society, one of the things that you'll see is, is that they have a reference to Hassan al-Banna, who is one of the theatricians of Islamism uh, in the modern era. And he has said terrible things about Jews, and he's called for jihad. And interestingly enough, if you look at the speakers that were scheduled to appear and who, and who did appear at uh, the conference in Baltimore, uh, you can hear echoes of his message uh, in the writings and the statements that these folks have made over the years. Uh, you know, there was one imam that uh, appeared at the conference that has basically called for his supporters to support jihad throughout the world. Uh, and they've also made ugly statements about uh, Jews as well, one, at least one of them did. And interestingly enough, even one of the speakers actually has endorsed the notion of sexual slavery uh, and saying that this is a legitimate thing under Islam. So you would think that any progressive uh, Christian or any Christian whatsoever, frankly, would not have anything at all to do with a conference that had speakers like this uh, that were appearing on the podium. But Bob Roberts, uh, in his, you know, I guess, infinite wisdom, so to speak, decided that it was okay for him to do that. And I, you know, I paid attention to Roberts because, you know, I came 
across his work uh, dealing with Israel while I was at camera. And I guess one of the concerns that I'm starting to raise with evangelicals is that, look, the anti-Israelism and the, uh, uh, the anti-Semitism that we are seeing is a huge problem, but it's part of a larger problem of Islamism uh, in the United States. We have Islamist groups in the United States that are attempting to basically, you know, make uh, Sharia law and, and their agenda a dominant force in uh, the public square in American society. And it's very troublesome. Yeah, it's hard to believe, you know, when you, when you look at all this, why on earth would a evangelical pastor from Keller, Texas, Pastor Bob Roberts, uh, basically, you know, get into the proverbial bed with radical Islamists and, you know, he's said at Christ the Checkpoint, where he's spoken before, Christ the Checkpoint is a anti-Israel replacement theology conference that meets every two years in Bethlehem and now is meeting in the United States. And their last meeting in the States was in Oklahoma City in 2018. And in that conference, uh, Bob Roberts basically delegitimized the Torah he delegitimized the state of Israel, the Abrahamic covenant that God made with Abraham and his descendants, that the land would be theirs eternally. And he delegitimized Jews. And then he came against evangelicals that were Islamophobic, that, you know, people like you and I, Dexter, that are saying, hey, there's some serious problems here with with this issue of Chrislam, which is the merging of Christianity and Islam together. And uh, so he, he came against evangelicals that, that have an issue with radical Islamists. And then he said, you know, what we need to do as evangelicals is we just need to keep hugging them. And eventually by hugging them and, you know, being in relationship with them, it will bring world peace. And so that kind of logic is so, you know, presumptuous and naive. You know, it doesn't even need any further commentary on my part, but... But so, Dexter, in your point of view, I mean, why is this happening? Why are progressive evangelicals uh, really seeing the need to connect with radical Islamists? Right. Well, one of the, the things that we keep repeating at the Middle East Forum is, is that radical Islam is the problem and moderate Islam is the solution. And what Bob Roberts has done is, is that he's helping to marginalize uh, moderate, reform-minded Muslims who are trying to make things better within their faith. And I think he's doing it largely out of a desire to essentially have the spotlight directed at him and to affirm his status as somebody that can get along with everybody. And I think that you, kind of, you put this in, in your piece in the Times of Israel. He just wants to be loved. And the thing right. is, is that the problem is, is that for the affirmation that he got at the crowd at the ICNA mass conference, it's the moderate and reform-minded Muslims who pay the price for it, because what he's done is that he's legitimized the leadership of organizations here in the United States that claim to speak for Muslims throughout the country, when in fact uh, they just happen to be the best organized and the best financed. Uh, but they don't really represent uh, the opinion of Muslims throughout the country, and that's the, the difficult pr problem we have. It, what, what we see is, is that you know, elites are always looking for interlocutors uh, in the Muslim community to speak with to, to somehow kind of like, you know, negotiate some sort of agreement on how things are supposed to go in public life. And, and what he's doing is, is that he's affirming 
uh, the most irresponsible leaders in the Muslim community because of his desire to essentially be a prominent figure in interfaith dialogue. And that's a very, that's a profoundly troubling thing. And one of the things that I'm, you know, I guess I've had to tell people is, particularly in the pro-Israel Christian community, is is that there are issues uh, regarding Islamism that are a huge challenge uh, to American civil society. And the evangelical community is going to end up, I think, having to play a significant role in responding to these challenges. And so I, I want to. I'm interested to see what happens. How do evangelicals respond to Bob Roberts's presence at this this event? Yeah, and it's <clears throat> what my perspective is <clears throat> is that you know radical Islam on college campuses. Uh, as far as like Jewish student groups. So the radical Islamic groups like Students for Justice for Palestine, they call all Jewish students, those that, you know, believe in the Abrahamic land covenant, that the land of Israel uh, is forever and always uh, given to the Jewish people. So they come against the Jewish students and call them uh, basically white colonials, White, you know, it's the white patriarchy. It is the, they're they're uh, they're racist. They're apartheid, colonialist, and so that is the radical Islam's uh, modus operandi, you might say, to basically come after anyone that would stand for uh, the Jewish people's right of self determination in their own land, and so progressive evangelicals like. Pastor Bob Roberts, what my take is they don't want to be seen as a bigot. They don't want to be seen as a white colonialist. When, when Israel, uh, you know, moved their embassy from Tel Aviv up to Jerusalem, it was Pastor Bob Roberts who came out and said white colonialism still lives. And so what he was doing is playing right into the hands of the radical Islamists, and he doesn't want to offend them. And so he silently is complicit with their murderous ideology of basically wiping Israel off the map. And, and my concern is more and more progressive evangelicals are going to follow suit and follow you know, leaders like Bob Roberts into this romance. And maybe it is, I think what you're saying is maybe it is they're just trying to build their own reputations. They want to be seen as these you know, peace-loving evangelicals that are, that are, you know, able to build bonds with, with radicals. And, but I don't think hugging them, radical Islamists, is, is going to bring world peace, Dexter. Well, well, the strategy that you've described, essentially what, you know, there's a whole raft of books that have come out about Islamophobia, you know, this, you know, this, and I use that quote-unquote, you know, and the thing is, is that every one of those books basically highlights the issue also of alleged white supremacism and racism on the part of the United States and in Western civilization in general. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's a there's a basically a two part agenda going on here. You, you and you're concerned and legitimately so with the hostility towards Israel, but I actually am starting to pay a lot more attention to attempts to basically. De- delegitimize and destabilize Western democracies in general, you know, particularly mm-hmm. in uh, North uh, in North America and Europe, 
And what I see is, is that, first of all, they try to demoralize the people who live in these, these democracies and say that their history is just one long, bloody trip of oppression and that, that you're all a bunch of racists. Uh, and then they say, and we, too, are victims of that racism because of your Islamophobia. And then the other message is, is that if you want to get out from under this history of, of racism uh, and, and oppression that you, you and your ancestors have engaged in, is, is that when, one way you can do it is just tolerate more, uh, you know, Islamism in the public square, uh, tolerate, uh, you know, depredations, against, you know, accept our demands for blasphemy laws. And uh, also, essentially, uh, allow for a certain level of religious supremacism. That's really what's going on, is, is that they're saying, you are white supremacists, and the way to get us to, to forgive you for that sin is to tolerate uh, supremacism, uh, Islamist supremacism in the public square, so that you can't say anything critical about Islam in general, and you can't counter our political agenda as well. And that, I think, is basically a very, very uh, effective strategy, given the level of guilt and self-hate that we've seen on the part of a lot of young people in the West, particularly here in the United States. And, and it's, a, it's a troubling agenda. And the thing is, is that Bob Roberts, I, I think, is actually kind of a victim of the, that worldview. He thinks that everything the United States has done is, is bad. Uh, and he wants to demonstrate his, you know, moral superiority, and he does that by essentially affirming a very uh, troubling Islamist and authoritarian agenda. Would you agree with this statement, Dexter? And I've I've heard moderate Muslims that are are very concerned with radical Islamists. Uh, they have said point blank that uh, Islamism, and, and again, Islamism is different than you know moderate. Uh, Islam, but it, radical Islamism is not a religion; it's a political movement. Would, yeah, would you agree a, with that? It's a utopian political movement, absolutely. And every utopian political movement is a threat uh, to human welfare. No question about it. Yeah. So their the their agenda is not just against Israel, but what you're saying is it's also against the West and especially against Christianity and Christian culture in the West. Would you yeah, agree with that? They perceive as, anything that they perceive as an obstacle to that utopian agenda is a, is a threat to them, and they will go after it. All right. Like we'll, catch you on the, we'll, we'll catch you on the other side of the break, Dexter. Thanks right. for being with us. Hello, I'm Aaron Free, President of Israel Team Advocates. Israel Team is standing in the gap for the Jewish people in a time of growing anti-Semitism in America. And there are many forces, even within Christianity, that want to divide the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem. There has to be those who proclaim the truth about Israel in a time when nations are calling for her demise. Our organization works on college campuses where anti-Israelism is in vogue, especially on evangelical college campuses. Evangelical anti-Israel groups highly financed by George Soros and his Open Society organization are pushing evangelical millennials towards the abyss of anti-Semitism, and they are succeeding. One such group, the Telos Group, is funding all expense-paid trips for young pastors and evangelical college students to Israel where they feed them live 
lies about the Jewish people and the land, and they come home anti-Israel. In just the last four years, evangelical young people have cut their support in half for Israel. In a survey in 2018, 69% of evangelical young people said they supported the Jewish people. A new survey in 2021 found that only 33% of evangelical young people support the state of Israel. So if we don't push back against the growing anti-Israelism within evangelical movement, evangelicalism could be anti-Israel within just a few short years. I'm asking you to help Israel team in this fight. I'm asking you to stand with us as we stand for God's covenant with Abraham and the land and the great nation that God is building in Israel. Will you give to Israel Team today? And there's two ways you can give. Go to our website, israelteam.org, to donate section and you can give securely online be sure to give us your mailing address so that we can send you our new book the casualty of contempt you can also mail your donation to israel team find our address on our website israelteam.org that's israelteam.org this is israel and you bringing israel and the jewish people into focus hey welcome back and we're here with our special guest dexter van zyle dexter is the managing editor at Middle East Forum and their section focus on Western Islamism. So Dexter, tell us about your work at Middle East Forum and why it's so important for Christians to understand the rise of, of Islamism in America. Right. Well, uh, it, what, the focus on Western Islamism was founded by the Middle East Forum uh, earlier this year, largely in response to the failure of journalists throughout particularly the United States. Uh, to essentially cover uh, the issue of Islamism, and particularly like nonviolent or legal Islamism, uh, and uh, here in in the West, particularly in Western democracies. And you know, after 9/11, there was an enormous amount of interest uh, in uh, Islam and, and jihad. Uh, but essentially, what what happened was is that as the years have progressed, essentially people uh, in the you know the journalistic trades have stopped writing about it. And largely part of it, I think, has to do with the fact that they're just more interested in, in covering, like, uh, white supremacism. And, and they have a lot of younger journalists, I think, are essentially woke. And so they, they are very uncomfortable with the idea of uh, writing uh, critical things about uh, Islamist activists here in the United States uh, and in the West in general. But in Europe, the problem is not so bad. bad. What we see is, is that there are journalists and intellectuals uh, particularly in France and other countries, that will really deal with these issues that American journalists don't want to talk about. And so, uh, and that was one of the things that became an increasingly evident to me uh, during my time at camera was, is that, uh, and one of my colleagues basically said, you know, America needs a camera, so to speak. We, you know, we need to have its reputation defended against people who are, are defaming it. And I realized that there was a one-two punch going on. What we had was is that essentially uh, Islamists uh, kind of promoting uh, a, sort, a sort of, uh, you know, supremacism on their part uh, on behalf of, of their agenda of Islamist uh, supremacism. And then there was another group of people that, I ref- that are referred to as fellow travelers that basically demonized the West. And it became... Pro- and particularly the United States, and so it's like there was this one-two punch going on, and I realized at a certain point that the same tactics and techniques used to delegitimize Israel were being deployed against the West in general and in the United States, 
and so it was very and so at a certain point when I I saw that the that this this magazine or this website was established I was like this is the place I need to go and God I you know as a religious person I say you know he saw fit to place me there mm-hmm. uh, and I'm very thankful for that because now I I can defend you know the country that I live in in addition to basically the principles that encourage us to support support Israel uh, and so that's really what we've done is, is that we've started to like pay close attention to and this is something that the Middle East Forum has doing been doing for years but we've decided that the, the MEF decided that it was important to establish one uh, like clearinghouse uh, for exactly the type of stories that, that you know we just talked about uh, like the uh, you know, Islamic Circle in North America, Muslim American Society, uh, and, and essentially, and also a little bit about the fellow travelers that affiliate with these organizations as well. And that's really the the work that we're we're promoting. And I, for me personally, I think that the evangelical community uh, is in a very good position to understand these issues. Uh, because they have basically been, you know, dealing with issues of, of American civil society for most of their history. People are unafraid to condemn evangelicals in the most ferocious terms. Uh, but then at the same time, when it comes time to counter Islamism, uh, you're going to be called an Islamophobe, you know, a so-called Islamophobe. And so there's a double standard that's going on here. Uh, and the thing is, is that I think evangelical Protestants in the United States are the one group of people that I think are are in a position to help be a bulwark in defense of American civil society. Uh, they are oftentimes portrayed as trying to impose their will on other people, but for the most part, you know, for the past 20 years, all I've seen them try to do is essentially like make the world a better place for themselves and for their families and, and be able to pass on the faith to their children. And that, I think, and so that's part of it. And so and so I think one of the things that I've been considering or, or talking to people out, I'm saying, look, this attack on Israel, it's part of a larger attack uh, on the West and, and its values as well. And you have to start paying attention to that uh, because it, it's, it's going after you right where you live. Uh, and that, I think, is... You know, and I, I've seen that, I've experienced that personally, uh, and so it, at a certain point it became evident that the, that FWI's work was really crucial. And uh, there's a whole, you know, community of counter-Islamists, and many of them are moderate and reform-minded Muslims who keep, you know, we spoke earlier about Bob Roberts, who say, look, when you affiliate with Islamists like this, and when you, be, you end up making the, the cause for reform within Islam, more difficult. And you end up giving uh, these Islamists uh, a credibility that they do not deserve. Uh, and and they, are, they want to undermine the social and political and, and, and moral order of the countries in which they live and impose their will on civil society in ways that uh, even you know, most ardent evangelicals would never consider doing. And uh, and that's a very troublesome thing when you hear moderate Muslims saying, "Look, we've got a problem, and and your community is part of it." That that's the real issue that that I that FWI is hoping to educate people and also transform or change 
how this story is covered and to give reporters the, the background or even a model to follow when it comes time to, to reporting on, on this story. Because most of the time, they'll, they'll lambaste uh, the people who bring these issues up more quickly than they will people who promote Islamist bigotry. Yeah, it's interesting in, in Bob Roberts' talk at this convention, and, and again, he shared the platform with some pretty radical characters. You know, one was um, uh, Congressman Ilian Omar from Minnesota, who was voted as uh, America's number one anti-Semite in 2019, and, and there he is as an evangelical, you know, speaking at the same conference and endorsing her activities and her racism and anti-Semitism. <clears throat> and, you know, sometimes I, I almost think, Dexter, that, you know, as radical as Islamism is not a religion, it's a political movement, I, I'm almost beginning to think that progressive evangelicalism, progressive Christianity is, is really not a religion, it's a political movement. And, you know, when, when someone continues to protest, like, you know, Bob Roberts, whenever he speaks publicly, he'll always say that, uh, you know, I am... I'm a I'm an evangelical. I'm not political. I'm just following in the footsteps of Jesus. But then, you know, he delegitimizes Jews. He falls right into political Islam's, um, you know, modus operandi by by condemning the West and condemning Israel. So I I really don't see him as a religionist. I see him as a you know leading a political movement of progressive Christians into this whole new Islam, uh, Chrislam, which is the merging of Islamism and Christianity, which is, which is a very frightening thing. So I, I remember there was a, you know, a famous quote by a, a German pastor, Martin Niemöller, who um, you know, he said, first they came for the trade unionist. I didn't speak up because I wasn't a trade unionist. Uh, then they came for the Jews, and I didn't speak up because I wasn't a Jew. And then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak up. And I think that's where we should be as Christians today in this country, that we need to speak up and we need to show courage because I think you're exactly right. This, this is a deeper issue of you know, radical Islamism just shaping our culture and evangelicals, so many of them on college campuses, evangelical leaders, I see them falling into this trap of progressivism where they are saying, I don't want to be seen as a racist or a bigot, so I'm not going to support Israel. I went to a major denomination a seminary to do a presentation on anti-Semitism, and the dean of this evangelical seminary, he said to me, in an email, and this is a fact. He said, Aaron, we can't invite you to the campus because we're trying to build bridges with the radical Islamists in our community, and we don't want to offend them, so we don't want anything on this campus that has to do with Israel. And so I think that's where a lot of our colleges are, Christian colleges, our seminaries, we're falling into this progressive trap. And we need people like you, Dexter, that are bringing an awareness to the evangelical community of, of what's happening. And I think it's time that, that Christians like you, we, we speak up on these issues. Thank you very much. Thanks be for being here. with us, Dexter. And I will talk to you very soon. Thank you for all your work at the Middle East Forum.
Oh, thank you. You're very welcome.